0: This podcast is brought to you
1: by the University of Aberdeen. Hello and welcome back to our Be Well Podcasts. I'm Becca Walker, your host, and I'm delighted to be here with a new panel of guests for today's episode, in which we are going to discuss building up to graduating and what to expect once you do graduate. So before we start our discussion, I would just like you guys to introduce yourselves to our listeners, telling us why you are here and what you do at the university. And
2: we'll start with Julia. Thanks, Becca. Uh, Yes, so my name is Julia Lang. I'm a careers advisor here um, at the University of Aberdeen. Um, I look after the schools of divinity history, philosophy and art history, and the school of social sciences. Uh, there are six careers advisors, and we each look after two schools. Uh, so if you're in either of those schools, you can talk to someone uh, who knows a little bit about the sector you want to go into or the, or the um, degree you're studying. Um, so that's me from the Careers Service. Please do come and see us. We're on campus now. We'd love to see students. Uh, you can find us on the second floor of the Students' Union Building or we are still doing um, appointments online and over the phone, of course.
3: So, hi, my name is Michaela. Um, I'm an alumni from the university. I graduated in 2020, so I have not had my graduation ceremony yet. Um, I did English and um, History and at the moment I'm doing a Master in uh, Security Studies at the Swedish un- uh, Defence University.
4: Hi, I'm Nancy J. Kumar um, and I'm doing Masters in Artificial Intelligence. Um, I have worked before, I have worked about 15 years before starting my master's, and I've also worked as a project manager just before starting my master's. And I've had different experiences of interviewing and being interviewed. Glad to join this podcast today.
0: Hello, uh, my name is Isa Kuna. Um, I studied at Aberdeen University. I did my undergrad in linguistics. Uh, together with Julia. And then I did my master's uh, in translation studies at uh, University of Aberdeen as well. Uh, So I graduated from my master's in 2020. And then I moved to London and I work now for Transperfect, which is a translation company as a finalized specialist. And I'm very glad to be on the podcast today as well. Thank you for having me.
1: Brilliant, guys. Thanks so much for coming. It's great to have such a diverse panellist today, so I'm really looking forward to our insightful discussion. So I guess I just wanted to start with um, thinking back to as you were coming up to graduation, and I suppose the end of your university journey, you'll likely be thinking, what next? Where do I go from here? And what does the future look like? To some people, the prospect of getting out into the real world is really exciting, you know, starting their career, but for others, the pressure and uncertainty of leaving university can be an overwhelming and anxious time. Did you have similar feelings in your final year of university? And if so, how did you overcome this?
4: Uh, I completed my bachelor's in India in 2006. And the last year of my graduate uh, education, I was quite nervous and anxious to find a job. And the decision was just uh, the world was just coming out of the decision. So I wasn't too sure. I attended a lot of interviews and I was uh, a bit anxious and worried and what was going to happen, whether I have to do my master's or not. But uh, thankfully, I got a job before I got my results of the last semester, which was uh, kind of really cool. Um, so as as a n- experienced person, I would say, uh, it will come and it's time. Do not be anxious and do not get nervous. just keep applying and um, preparing yourself and there will be the right job that'll come at the right time.
0: Yes, I agree with Nancy. Um, I had similar experiences during my undergrad. I wasn't entirely sure what I wanted to do. Uh, So the natural step was to take master's, to give myself more time uh, to think about, you know, my career. And I think for some people it could be a good solution, um, depending, of course, where you're based and what your career goals are. Uh, But I think in my case, it really helped me to settle my thoughts a bit more and actually make sure that I want to um, pursue the career in translation. Uh, So once I finished my master's, I also got a job before even graduating. um, So that was slightly easier uh, by giving myself more time um, to, you know, think about different options.
3: Yeah, I had a kind of different experience um, because of the pandemic. But I wasn't too anxious before graduating um, because I always knew that I kind of had a job to fall back on um, so I knew that if I didn't want to do a master or if I didn't get a job I could always be a temp at my old school which I think that helped quite a lot but I do know that a lot of some of my friends were a bit anxious about what they wanted to do uh, and then it didn't help that the pandemic came so I think I was lucky but I also knew that I didn't want to do a master I knew that I needed that gap year to be happy about going back to school. I was quite calm. The only thing I was anxious about was the graduation ceremony and not being able to say prop- a proper goodbye to my friends because everyone just disappeared kind of. I think we were maybe a handful of people left in Aberdeen when I left in May. But otherwise my friends who was year they had already left Aberdeen a lot of my friends who were in the same year as me, they had also left because they didn't
1: want to get
3: stuck in Aberdeen if they couldn't fly back home and so on.
1: Yeah, I suppose the, the biggest thing about finishing university is that you start for your undergrad degree. You know what you're doing for the next four years. You have that structure, you have that routine, you know that you're studying for the next four years. Um, and when that the prospect of that finishing can be quite an anxiety inducing time because you do think oh well well what do I do now if I if I'm not a student I've heard people um talk about losing their identity when they stop because you know they've been oh my name's Becca and I'm a student and then suddenly you're just like oh I'm just Becca um I'm not a student anymore like what what does that mean for me and I think it's just transitioning to a whole new world which you're certainly if you you know you Go straight into your undergraduate degree from school and um, you've always been in education and it's really difficult to think what is life out with education if you don't go on to do that masters so I think when when I was coming up to graduation it kind of was thinking about well what do I want to do with with my career in the degree that I, that I studied, It was quite an open degree so i I studied sports science so you weren't really coming out to do a specific job as such whereas if you i suppose go to university to primary school teaching you're coming out to get a job as a teacher whereas if you do a degree where there's not such a specific job it can be difficult as well to think oh what direction do i want to go down and i'm sure we've all heard the phrase do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life but do you think that sort of expectation puts pressure on, on young people to be in their dream job? And in your view, is it possible to find your dream job or is that a myth? Yeah,
3: I feel like there's a lot of pressure about it or finding, just finding a job when you graduated. I don't think any of my friends who did an open degree uh, have a job at the moment that they really love or aren't doing uh, masters. But I also have a couple of friends who they actually like what they do or they are doing their master and have a kind of idea of what they want to do. I was in the position that I don't really know what I want to do. So doing my master in security studies at the moment is to finding a job where I can hopefully do something fun or at least interesting but I got so many questions before I graduated oh what do you gonna, what are you gonna do after you graduated do you know what you want to do and all of that now it is like no I have no idea uh, and also question of so what can you do with an English and history degree do you want to be a teacher and I was like no I don't really want to be a teacher I picked my topics based on what I like subjects I liked liked in school and I'm really happy I did. It meant that while doing my degree I got to learn a lot of stuff that I know that I'm gonna be able to use when I work but I also got to do two subjects which I was interested in. I think that's more important than finding the dream job. Doing something you like and especially when you're at uni, you are going to do four years more of studying. So it's important to do something you like. And also when it comes to finding the dream job, it can take a couple of years before you find it. It's more important choosing something that you think you can be able to do every day for some time. And also know that you can quit and you can find something else because you never know what your dream job is gonna be until you actually find it. Or if you do know before then, go for it. Try and get that dream job. Just take your time.
0: Yes, I definitely agree here. Um, I used to think when I was a student that I do have a dream job and I do have a dream company. Um, So that's the company I'm working at right now. And I used to think like once I have that job, you know everything will be just perfect and then you get that job and you start to realize how things actually are how the world works and it's a huge shock of reality like i really had to rethink what i wanted to do um, and i think it's a great learning experience but looking back i can see that um you know thinking oh i'll find a dream job is not the right attitude um, it, it might lead you down the way where you put really high expectations and then, you know, the reality is different. So I think as a student, it's, it's better to just keep an open mind and, you know, explore all the options you might have when you're doing research, um, when you're applying for jobs. It's important to try and look for jobs from all the different directions, sides of things. If you think you could really like the company, just email the company, even if they're not recruiting, they might get back to you. I do have friends who have gotten jobs like that. I think I have one friend back in Poland uh, who wanted to apply for uh, like a fashion job and they weren't looking for anyone, but he made like a video of how he is applying and then he sent like a little package to, to them and they were like, well, we loved it so much, we'll give you a job. So I think keeping an open mind is something that will always get us through you know, the worst times. Um, and not putting all the pressure on, on ourselves is, is definitely important. As as Michaela mentioned, we don't know what our dream job will be unless, until we try it. So having those expectations is not very helpful.
4: Yeah, I certainly agree with that. After I, uh, my own experience, I've, after I finished my bachelor's, Uh, I always wanted to do masters and I landed up in master after like 16 years of working because that was my dream from the beginning, Uh, but when I finished my bachelor's, I wasn't too sure which specialization I should be taking in and I was doing a lot of research and finally got into the masters that I'm right now, but the job that I got. Was not my dream, but it became a dream after I started. So some jobs are different. Once you start working on it, you will enjoy working in it. Um, when, when I finished my undergrad, uh, application software was so famous. There were a lot of MNCs recruiting engineer graduate engineers, and I wanted to be a part of one of the MNC, uh, but I did not get in uh, big MNCs as I wanted to, but I got a job and in, um, in a field that was closer to what my graduation degree was. And I was able to exercise my skills what I have learned through the degree. Sometimes um, your dreams as the other girls were saying um, and the jobs that you get. You, it might not be your dream, but it will become your dream once you start it. And also, as as soon as you start, things are not going to be like you're going. You're not going to be given a job right next day. You will be given a lot of time to explore and um, Know about the things before you have an hands-on experience. So, if you really want to have an hands-on experience, sometimes uh, startup companies and uh, those things would would be really working out well because you'll 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 start from the scratch and you might not be paid a lot as you would want to, but you will learn a lot of things that you wouldn't get from big companies.
2: I think that's a great point, Nancy, at the end there and it sort of ties into what uh, Issa and Michaela are both saying. And from a careers perspective, you know, we're very much about it's not just what you want to do. Think about as well where you want to work, how you want to work. Um, so Nancy obviously gives a great example there. Do you want to work for a big company, a small company? Is there a city that you've always wanted to live in? You know, having these sort of parameters can help you with deciding for a job and even think about things like do you like working with people do you want to do shift work you know do you want to have your weekends and nine to five you know all these factors play into to finding out what you want to do in life and it's not just a question of i want to you know work in this field forever actually there's lots more elements at play and just wanted to say here at the careers and employability service you know we do take that into account and we can help you explore those motivations those sort of career anchors where your, where your passions lie and um, I think what Michaela said you know you want to do something that's fun and interesting so um thinking about actually what's right for you at that, at that point but there's definitely more to it than just uh, what do you want to do and uh, there's many more questions to ask yourselves and many more routes to explore um for sure and we can help as I said uh, here at the career service
1: yeah I would completely agree with everything that you've all said really and I think the, the most important part that I take away from that is it's time and, and a process and I think it is um really important to highlight that you even if you have a clear vision in your head of what your dream job is going to be it'd be very very rare to see that in like a job advert um. there's always going to be angles of, to a job I guess that there'll be some things that you'll absolutely love and you'll thrive in within your job and there'll be others that you you don't enjoy so much so I think the kind of that pressure of saying oh I'm, I'm in my dream job kind of tints that a little bit that oh I'm not in my dream job because I don't like every single thing that I do and I think you're right as well and sometimes that you you don't really realize that you like you maybe don't apply for a job and this is going to be my dream job but when you get into the job you um get um to know your colleagues and the company it can then become your dream job and it can be what what you make it and I think that's such like a valuable point as well um it can it can take a while so I I've been working now for for five years and it has taken me well yeah five or six years anyway it's taken me all that time to um be within a dream job but every job that I have had there's been aspects that I've been able to take out of them Um, but whether I've enjoyed the job or not there's things that you've learned from that job which you can then apply into other jobs. And I think that's important to remember as well that although at this moment in time you might not be in a job you're particularly thriving and you're not particularly enjoying, just think about the skills that you can learn from that job. And that just because you're in a job now doesn't mean that you're still going to be in that job next year. Um, Look at the opportunities that are available to you, but still try and learn as much as you can from each job that you're in because you'll learn all these skills, and all transferable skills that you can take to what you would deem as a dream job and I think as well it, it is important because I know that sometimes when you graduate like there's things you have to think about like you do have to think about what what are, are the wages going to be like and it can be easy to 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 follow the pound and chase the pound um or whatever uh, currency you use I guess um but tr- I would, I would try not to focus too much on that because you will Gain that ex- experience, and you'll be able to work work up in your career. Um, I suppose it's, it's difficult to to think about if you ha- if you're a parent or you have caring responsibilities as well. That is going to be a huge factor um, in the job the job that you go for. And again. Um, looking at things like flexible working policies and stuff as well. If you do have caring care responsibilities, it's gonna be make or break for you because you have to do what is best for, for you and your family as well. When you, when you think about your career as a whole.
3: I ha- I've had two gap years, one between my high school and my undergrad. And then when I graduated from Aberdeen uh, and before I started my master, I think I mentioned it, I, I worked at a school and even though I knew that I didn't want to become a teacher in Sweden, where I live, we have, I think you have it in the UK also, like after school care, which is more like the kids get to play and run around and do uh, other stuff like that, but in connection with school. And I did that for, my, for at least one of my years, and I realized that it's actually quite fun to work with kids. So even though I didn't want to have the main responsibility for a class, I, I was thinking, now before I started my master, I was thinking maybe doing a teaching degree, kind of. You guys don't have a word for it in English. We call it fritidspedagog. Like, oh, languages. free <laughs> time teacher, kind of. But then I ended up deciding that, no... I don't want to do another undergrad, because that would have been three years. it would have been uh, a new bachelor. Two years is enough. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it also made me realize that I knew that I didn't want to become a teacher before I started doing this, but it, it's also opened up my eyes to thinking that if I don't get a job that I want to do when I'm finishing, when I'm finished with my degree, even though either my undergrad or my master. I wouldn't mind working in school. I would be fine doing that for a year or a couple of months or two years. Um, so as you guys, like, as we've been saying, take your time. Don't worry if you don't find the job you absolutely want to do straight away. There is other jobs that might open up for other possibilities or other pathways.
2: Definitely. And I think both of you said what I was sort of wanted to say as well uh, in terms of you learn so much of a job, Becca you mentioned skills but even just networking as well you know people always say it's not what you know it's who you know and when you work in a job unless you're doing I think one of those like submarines where you're literally just two of you you'll always be working with other people so you'll always have someone who knows something more than you do or has a different angle on something from what you have um, and I think that yeah just Doing something and thinking about those motivating factors and actually gaining a lot from from the world of work, whatever you go into. Um. I also just wanted to say, you know, thinking of graduation as an opportunity. I'll say, Becky, you did mention some people do have responsibilities and it isn't, isn't quite a world Joyster situation, but for a lot of people, actually, it is a chance to really get out there and try something new. Uh pursue your passions Michaela you made an interesting point in terms of knowing what you don't want to do and actually that can be so helpful in figuring out what you do want to do and again thinking about how you like to work do you like to work in a big team no okay so then you want to like look at small team jobs and that kind of thing so so I think don't be disheartened if you get into a job and you think oh this isn't what I want to do it's not really what I thought it was going to be it's not for me use that information to inform your next steps so I think you're never going to go completely wrong because you'll always gain something from every experience
1: Yeah, I think that's so important to highlight as well as well, Julia. That. I suppose sometimes coming out of university you don't know what you want to do so you might not know if you want to work in a team or individually or what you want to do and and that's okay too because the only way you're you're gonna know is is to try so so to try to try something um if you like it then that's absolutely brilliant but if you don't then you can change you're not stuck in that that job forever other opportunities will come up so just um be patient and you know, your time will come and you, and you will get to the place where, where you want to. And I'm sure as you go through your career or even when you've started university to when you have finished university, your, your thoughts of what you want to do will will change and there'll be different angles that you might want to explore as well. So I would like to ask each of our um, alumni guests um, that what is the one piece of advice that you would like to give someone who is coming up to graduation that you wish you knew before you were in that situation? Um, so thinking back to when you were just finishing into fourth year, what's the one piece of advice that you wish that someone had told you um,
4: before you finished university? um uh- as a graduate, I was um, always preparing because the, as a graduate, the interviews are quite longer than if you're uh, experienced. And uh, as we already went through about the anxiety and the nervousness and all those things, uh, just to like go for a walk before calm yourself and be in that place of like quietness before you start, uh, uh, you go for the interview. and. Uh, uh, try to collect information about the company that you are going for. It, it'll be very helpful. Uh, they would also want to see like how much you have prepared about the company, like how much you're interested to know about the company. With um, the LinkedIn and all those things, now things are very easy that you can even see what your interviewers are and um, what is the background so you can prepare yourself. Uh, based on those things which I didn't know as a graduate and there was no LinkedIn during those times. But there are a lot of opportunities now which you can explore getting to know about the company and the interviewer before.
3: I would also say don't forget to spend time with your friends. When you're in the moment of trying to finish your dissertation, you can be very focused on that and maybe forget about this is actually the last month you're probably spending with a lot of your friends. So don't forget to do that. I lost at least two, three months of time that I could have spent with my friends. Just because we weren't all in Aberdeen or we were in lockdown. So I kind of wished that I had spent more time with my friends during my undergrad also. But if you have the opportunity, if you can do it, don't forget to spend time with your friends. And do stuff with them. Even if it's just like going out for a walk or maybe taking a trip to Edinburgh or St Andrews or to, the, to see the seals, which I never did because uh, I was studying. <laughs> don't forget your friends. Make sure to make time for them too.
0: Yes. Yeah, so following up on this, I would say that um, perhaps having some like extracurricular activities and actually making the most of what university offers is certainly something I don't think I made um, I used enough uh, because I've only started using career services, I think in my final year, but it was right at the end. Um, so I remember it was a bit of a rush updating my CV um, and asking for advice because I wasn't really aware of, of that earlier or I didn't really pay too much attention. And it was very helpful to, to have that uh, guidance from, you know, the career service. Um, but I would also say if you're earlier on during your degree, try all the things you always wanted to do like I I remember when I was in high school I wanted to go to Spain as an au pair but then I moved to Scotland so things got a bit in the way and then it got into my third year and I still haven't done that so I just went you know and did it and now I remember it's one of the most fun times I've ever had I practiced my Spanish you know I uh, learned a lot about new culture so I would say like when you're still at uni try and make the most out of those things because when you leave university and you start working especially nine to five jobs which might be the case for the majority of people you lose that time you lose that freedom um so really enjoy your time as a student uh, because it's very unique and you build really strong connections for life Um, and there's not too much point worrying about getting a job especially a dream job Uh, i think it's better to enjoy yourself still have your goals in your mind what you want to achieve But give yourself that freedom, because once you start working, you will probably work forever. So might as well enjoy yourself whilst you can.
3: Yeah, following up on what Isa Isa said, that we I was actually talking about that with a couple of friends today during lunch, how when we're finishing our degree, it's going to be a nine to five job, most likely. And we were saying that when you are a student, you have such flexible working time make use of it and if you want to go to the gym in the middle of the day or if your gym is open 24 7 you and you want to go in the middle of the night you can do that having the opportunity to spend the last of your undergrad however you want or if you're in the middle of your undergrad or if you're in the beginning just knowing that you have the option of controlling your own schedule really use that, if that makes sense, but still try and have a structure somehow, a better structure that works for you. Some people are better at studying late at night or in the evening, and some are morning persons. Don't worry about fitting in. You can do that when you have a job, then you can try to fit in, um, at least to a time schedule just enjoy being a student for the last month or the last year or the full four years.
2: Um, Becca I hope you don't mind me jumping on on the back of what Michaela and Iza were saying I uh, know I'm I am an alumni but not you know um, my personal experience here but just from the careers perspective um, I wanted to say that yes university obviously offers you great opportunity with that flexibility but also to try out new sorts of uh, careers you know there's co-curricular programs we've got one where you can go into a school and try out teaching for for a semester um you be there's lots of societies uh you can actually you know write for the student newspaper if you were looking at journalism you know there's opportunities sort of without any without having to tie yourself into a full company, you can actually try different aspects of different jobs. Um, as well, we're always running um, sessions, getting employers in to talk about the world of work. They give you an insight into their company. We get alumni in to talk about what they're doing. So I think just being aware as well of the opportunity that the university presents for flexibility and, and having that fun time before yeah the nine to five, but also actually for exploring, you know, thinking about again what motivates you, what you enjoy doing, what you don't enjoy doing, um, and if you have no idea where to start then of course come and speak to the career service and um, we're very happy to chat to you about that.
3: I maybe didn't use the career service that much but I did a lot, uh, quite a lot of other curriculum things. I volunteered at the Goran Highlanders Museum which was a really fun experience because I got to meet people from Aberdeen who were passionate about the Goran Highlanders. So That was really fun. And I got to see another side that I didn't get to see at the university because a lot of my friends were international students. And I was also part of the floorball club. So a lot of the people were from Scandinavia or the Nordic countries or Slovakia or something like that. So being at the museum once a week or once every other week It gave me another perspective of Scotland, or of Aberdeen, and I really enjoyed that. So, yeah, try to try to do other other things outside of uni also.
1: Thanks, guys. That's some great advice there. And and kind of what I got out of what, what you guys were saying is really to try and take advantage of the opportunities that present yourself when you're at university. But also to look after your well-being, like a couple of you touched on and the importance of um, keeping in contact with your friends and having fun with your friends and also taking that time to prepare for interviews and, you know, getting some time out in fresh air, going for a walk. So kind of all these things, like just try to take advantage of those opportunities and look after yourself as well. You know, that's ultimately the, the most important thing it leads me quite nicely on to um, directing the next question towards you Julia and I just wanted to um, ask a little bit more about what you as a career and employability advisor do and the support that you can provide to our students that are coming up to graduation but also those who have graduated and are still looking for a little bit of support.
2: Yeah uh, of course so um as I said there's six careers advisors. Um we look after two schools each. Um obviously you can speak to any careers advisor you, you want to. Um I think Best way to do it is if you're studying, for example, history, but you're thinking about pursuing a career in business or so, it might be better to speak to the business advisor because they can give you a broader overview of the sector. But if you're not too sure where to start, then just start um, with the advisor for your subject and we can direct you. Um, so when you come to speak to a careers advisor, we normally run 30-minute appointments. Uh, as I said, these are going to be in person this semester, but also online and over the phone. Um, the way that these work is that we'll ask you a few questions just to gauge where you're at. Um, but I definitely want to stress that you don't have to do any preparation before you come and speak to us. You can just turn up and say, hey, I listened to a podcast that you were on, Julia. You told me to come to an appointment and so I'm here, you know, and we'll take it from there. Um, we can help you reflect on, as I said, what you enjoy, what you liked of your university degree, what you didn't enjoy and actually build that picture, which helps you with your next steps. Um, we're not going to tell you what to do of course we can't do that um but we're I'm not going to say right that's your one appointment for this year um it's it's a it's a it's a conversation that can be continued um that's with your careers advisor for your subject. Um, we also run a CB application feedback appointments, which are 20 minutes. So if you're applying for jobs, um, as Nancy was saying, take your time. Absolutely. Preparation is key. We can help you prepare. You know, my one bit of advice for graduating students is you're not alone. You know, don't ever th- sit there thinking I'm the only person who's feeling this way. Um, I can assure you, you're definitely not. Um, and we are here to support you. Um, so we, we can help you with CV application feedback with so personal statements if you're applying to uh, masters. Uh, we can do practice interviews with you. Um, so that's just our, our appointments. Um, We also run a suite of co-curricular programs. Um, So I mentioned briefly the BP student tutoring scheme. So if you're a third and fourth year student and you're considering maybe teaching, um, that's a scheme that you can do. Uh, As I said, you can go into a school and tutor there. Uh, We have our star award, the Leadership Academy. We've got the career mentoring program as well. So that's quite an interesting one. Again, thinking about finding out as much information as you can about Uh, different sectors, different fields, you can join the career mentoring program and be matched with a mentor someone who's working in a specific um, industry uh, for a period of six months and basically they they are your mentor. Um, So you can do that one. Uh, We also have our Employability Boost Award, which is what I was talking about when we get employers in um, to discuss sort of what they look for in applications and different aspects of the world of work. We've got an interesting one coming up about um, diversity and inclusion in the workplace and and what that means um, for you. so that's things you can get involved with as a student. Um, as a graduate too, you can come back and you can do the Boost Award. Um, we also um, run, as I said, sort of singular alumni events. We do open that up to, to graduates as well. Um, something we did last year for the first time on, off the back of the pandemic was the uh, ABDN Grad Challenge, which was really uh, fun. So we had um, Aberdeen Football Club. Um, I think it was, let me just check the name. I think it was TechX. Um, I've got to open. It was Aberdeen Football Club, yeah, Tech X and uh, Aberdeen City Council, and they provided challenges um, for graduating students uh, to complete. So we, we put people in, into teams and they had to actually work on these real-life challenges that these three companies had. Uh, so that was a week-long programme to give you a bit of an insight into uh, different companies and ways of working with people. Um, so that's just a little bit about what we do. I will also mention that um, We are open to graduates for life after you graduate. Um, So as we've been saying, you know, take your time with things. There's no need to rush into anything. If um, down the line, six months after graduation, you think, oh, actually, I really want to speak to someone, by all means, you can book an appointment. If you're in Aberdeen, you can come in. If you're away, we can do it online. Uh, If it's a year down the line, if it's two years down the line, we're always happy to speak to you. Um, So do remember that you you can come back and chat to us. Um, I think that's answered most of your question um there becca um i will also just mention if it's useful uh, i did say you don't have to prepare anything before talking to us but actually if you do have a plan and you just want uh, a second opinion on it we're very happy happy um to hear from you as well uh so it's a real balance um but yeah we're here to chat we love chatting uh so please do come and talk to us if you feel it'd be useful
1: i think that's such a lovely point to end on actually and um, that's a really like uplifting message and i really like the that we're here always to support you, whether wherever you are in the world, um, you've always got someone to talk to if you're concerned about your career. Um, so I would just like to take this opportunity to thank you guys so much for joining me for the episode and sharing your experiences. If you are in your final year or a recent graduate, I hope that you found this episode useful. And if you would like to know more information about how the Careers and Employability Service at Aberdeen can help you, please visit our website and search Careers Service. And as Julia said, um, we have advisors who can get in touch to have one-to-one appointments with you. Um, So thank you guys so much again for coming. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, Hope you enjoyed the episode. Take care and I'll see you next time. This podcast is brought to you by the University of Aberdeen.